And so what's going to happen is you're going to get an opportunity. Some of us will have an opportunity as the Lord moves upon us, as the Lord manifests his presence on us, to give words of knowledge, to give prophetic words, because that's what we're talking about when we're talking about a manifestation of the presence of God. And I'll explain how we're going to do that, because this is the... Well, it's not the first time we've done this, but it's the first time I've done it like this. And so we'll just go with the flow. A planned going with the flow. (laughs) How does that sound? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And if you've been in the church for a while, you know that this is the gifts of the spirit it's speaking about the the gifts of the holy spirit so we're gonna we're gonna dwell on this for a moment and look at some of the key things that have to do with this passage of scripture and i'm going to give you my understanding of things you know um, everybody has slightly different understandings yeah kids you guys can go go have fun light your hair and fire wahoo <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but spiritually. You always got to put that in there for, uh, what is that, you know, safety purposes. And, oh, Papa told me. But if you remember the book of Acts, it says tongues of fire came on them. That's where I'm talking about. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be on fire for God. Be on fire for what he has. But... If you look at this passage, we're going to start in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. And I'm going to stop and talk about different things as we go. Verse 4 says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. I want you to watch the word variety and same. There are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. So when you look at this thing, you're seeing this this contrast, varieties, but the same. And why I think this happens is because what, what happens so often in our life is that the gifts that we have, the things that are, are strong in our own lives, we think they're pretty important. And we think that they're, they're the focus of what's going on. And what, what God's trying to say through Paul's words here to the Corinthians, there's a variety of gifts, but it all comes from the same Spirit. It's talking actually about the Trinity. If you see it, it says the same Spirit, the same Lord, and the same God, right? So, so we can see this, that, that he's talking about the Trinity and the different ways they manifest their presence through people. Now, you know, when we talk about gifts, we have to understand there's, there's always multiple ways that the Scripture talks about things. And if we only lock into one way, then we're going to miss it. We're, we're going to actually miss things. Oh, I should say this, since you guys are here, if, if he'd like to go downstairs to Children's Church, you can. If you don't want to, don't worry about it, man. Piece of cake. You can just watch me because I'm lighting my hair in fire. You ready? All right. <laughs> Woohoo! There you go. Okay. All right. 
But when we look at the words, you can't just take them at face value. You have to take them in the context. That's the way everything works. I always make this one when I'm, when I'm teaching this course. I teach a hermeneutics course, which, which is how to study the Bible. And I said, you know, you can take a word and it, and it means it's the same word. I'm going to just give you an example. Hot. All right? So I can say, boy, that stovetop's hot. What does that mean? You put your hand on it, you're going to get burned. It means it's hot. Or I can say, boy, that girl looked hot. And do they mean she's like on fire? If you touch her, your, your hand's going to burn off? No, it means she looks beautiful. Or boy, gee, that guy, he was hot. Now that means that guy was angry. You know, hot. see, each word, if you take hot and just take that meaning, and I could go, I got like about eight different meanings of hot. And you can go through all of them. But you see what I mean? If you take a, a word and don't understand the context, you misunderstand everything totally and completely. And that's what this word gifts, because God's given us gifts. We know it. He's given us personalities with certain giftedness. God has done that. He's placed that within us, and each of us have a gift. And so we, we know it's part of our makeup. We know it's who, part of who we are. It's something that we're carrying with us. It's something that doesn't just come and go. It's something that's there always because that's what God's put into us. And so, you know, I believe the Lord's given me a gift of teaching, and that's why I kind of teach the way I do because that's, I have that gift. I have something that's from God. It doesn't just leave and come back and leave and come back and leave and come back. It's something that's there. So some aspects of gifts are something that's permanent, something that's within us because God's placed it there. But then there's also the aspect of a gift of what we're going to be talking about today, which is actually something that we don't possess, but it's something that is, flows through us. It's something that we don't have control over. It's something that God has control over, and we'll see that as we get going. So when he's talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, I've heard people say this, you know, well, I have, give, I have the gift of healing. Well, that's not how it says it in the Scripture. You'll see it. It's gifts of healing, but you're going to see that it's not something you possess. It's something that God moves through you. So that you could have gifts of healing on a regular basis, but that doesn't mean you possess the gift because you can't possess the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon us and moves and manifests himself in our midst. So I just want us to understand that. But here's what, he, here's what he's trying to say in these first few verses. There's a variety but they all source from the same God. Like I said, we think, you know, for me, teaching's pretty important because when you're a teacher, you think teaching's important. When you're an exhorter, you think exhortation's important. Well, how come you just aren't as exhort? You know, you need to exhort more, Pastor. And that's because that's a gift in you. You see it, you want it, you live it. It's just you. You eat, drink, and breathe. And then there's ones that go, oh, you know, Pastor, that teaching stuff's pretty good, but boy, service, that's important. I got to serve. I got to do this. I, you know, and we got to do all this stuff and, and, and serve because it's in us. I, you see something that needs to be done and you do it because you're a servant and that's what God's placed in you. Or you see these, you know, there's a variety of gifts and, and we think that's the key. That's the most important thing. And that's why God's saying there's a variety. Understand this. There's a variety. But they all come 
from the same God. That's why we need each other. You know, if everyone was the same, wow. But if we don't recognize and value the differences, then we lose something also. We have to understand that these other other people are important. Other gifts are important because they're all part of the body. And then he goes on in chapter 12. We're not going to get into this, but he goes into the body, talks about the body, and you can't say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a, a mouth, so, you know, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm not part of the body. I'm not what I want to be. Be who you've been created to be and fit where you've been created to be. Everyone who's an arm, be an arm. Everyone who's a leg, be a leg. Everyone who's a foot. And you go, I don't want to be a foot. Well, then cut your foot off and see how how you like it. Feet are important. You know, we look at it, well, I'm just not as important as... No, no, it doesn't matter. Every part is important. God's placed every part of our body for a purpose. You know, find out if your hand's important. Cut it off. Or quit using it. Just tape it up one day and see what your life would be like without that hand. They're important. Every portion of your body is important. There's variety. You know, my foot doesn't look like my hand. It's similar. You know, there's appendages and things, but it's totally different. Totally different purpose. I always say this, my elbow... (laughs) Your elbow doesn't seem important till you want to eat. Come on. You, you got to bend it to eat. You know, your elbow is important. So any, anyway, all these things we're just seeing that there's variety in what God has done in his gifts. And then when the Trinity's at work, there is great variety. God's creative. God's amazing. God's just fantastic. And... And again, we have our favorite part, but let me tell you, all parts are important and all parts are very key. So let's keep reading here. I'm going to read verses 4 again, all the way through 7. Now it says, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of ministries, but the same Lord. There are a variety of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now this is the key word for me is manifestation. To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit of God, okay, for the common good. And So when we look at this, this idea of manifestation, what, what is that talking about? Well, you know, God, we, we know in the Scripture says God's everywhere, that God is even within us. If we know Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. The Spirit of God is in us. But we don't always feel the Spirit of God. Boy, don't live by your emotions because they're up and down. Boy, live by the Word. I'm telling you, focus your life on the Word. Because some days, you know, some days I wake up and I go, boy, this, oh, this, I feel rotten. But I said, this will pass. And then off I go. And then guess what? It really does. Because I just know, I just know that I'm going to live according to the Word of God. But here's, here's this idea of manifestation. What does this mean? What does the, the manifestation of the Spirit? We have Him with us, but we don't always feel Him. But there are times when He shows Himself. And what I mean by that is we feel Him. We sense His presence. 
We sense his voice and his leading. He's manifesting himself. He's making himself known to us. That's when we're talking about a manifestation. You know, when we, when we say things like this in a service, Oh, come Lord Jesus, come Holy Spirit. It's not that the Holy Spirit's gone on vacation and we're beckoning him to come back. He's always with us, but we're saying, manifest yourself. Do something in our midst. Touch our lives. Make yourself known. And that's what manifestation is. It's, it's to cause something to be fully known by revealing clearly or in some detail, to make it known. So make yourself known. So when we're asking that, we're asking God, come and do something that only you can do. That's what we're talking about when it's a manifestation. Now I want to say this. This is, this is so... I don't even know why I have to say it, but I have to say it anyway just because that's me. We don't control the Holy Spirit. We cooperate. So in other words, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, when it says a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you can't work up a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. You can't just go crazy, oh, you know, get yourself, rev yourself up. Okay, okay, I feel, I feel him coming. I feel, oh, here he is. And it doesn't work that way. We don't control the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and shows himself, and then we cooperate with what he's doing. That's a big difference. You do not have control over the Holy Spirit. No one does. Because he's God. But we can cooperate with him. Or we can actually, it says in the scripture, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can quench the Holy Spirit. We can resist the Holy Spirit. But he wants to manifest his presence through us. And he does it through these gifts. And so here's, I'm going to say it again just to underline it. I have to do this. <laughs> We don't have these gifts. They're manifestations of the Spirit. So we just have to be careful on how we say that because it misinterprets things when we say, I have this gift. No, I, the Spirit manifested through me. The Spirit moved through me in this gift because it doesn't reside in a, and stay with you. It's a manifestation manifestation, manifestation. And you might do some regularly or more often because you're more open to it or he desires. It says he, he does it as he wills. So it, it's very clear that way. So we don't have these gifts. So let's look at them real quickly. I'm going to focus in only on a few today. Verse 8 says, For to one is given a word, the word of wisdom, through the Spirit. And to another, the word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. 
to another affecting of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kind of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. And again, he's trying to focus. There's this huge variety, but it's the same spirit. It says over and over, the same spirit, the one spirit, by the spirit, so that we understand that when all these different things... Why did you think he has to say this so, so much? Because for some reason, the Corinthians were stuck on tongues, man. Tongues was it for them. Tongues was the thing. Hey, if you're in, you got tongues. And that's what they were doing. He's saying, no, there's a variety. God has a variety, and all of them are important, and we have to understand that. Because he goes on, and, and we'll see that in the Scripture in a moment. He talks about in chapter 14, he says, he says, you know, we'll get there in a minute, but there'll be a verse up there. But I just want to show you that in chapter 14, he says, he talks about the difference between prophecy and tongues. And he says, I'd rather speak five words in English than 10,000 in an unknown language where people can't be blessed because the goal of these gifts is the common good. And if someone speaks in tongue without an interpretation, then there's confusion and people don't get it. It says they'll come into the place and they'll go, are you guys nuts? What's going on in this place? You're just rambling. And I've been in services. I've been in services all over. You know, I, I, we visited a church one time uh, when we were visiting my parents when they lived in Georgia. And this lady would just constantly just break in the middle of the pastor's sermon and she'd just go, you know and i looked and i looked at him to see if he's gonna like say excuse me but i don't think you should be doing that right now he never said a word he just kept preaching and then you know five six minutes later you know off speaking in tongues and i'm going like boy is this pastor gonna correct her nope it was didn't confuse me because I know the Bible, but if I was visiting, I'd go like, what in the world? And I still went, what in the world? But I was hoping this pastor was going to stop and correct. But the focus on these was that what, what the gifts are for is for the common good. And here's a misperception that people have because Paul was, because Paul was trying to correct this over focus on tongues that people think that tongues is is not important and it's a lesser gift and it's not because here's what a tongue in in the congregational setting if there's a tongue there's to be an interpretation and it says that a tongue and interpretation are equal to prophecy so just understand it why is it equal to prophecy because the tongue is spoken and then there's the interpretation in a language that people know and understand and can comprehend. So there's a supernatural utterance by tongues, and then there's a supernatural interpretation. It's not someone knows this language. It's a supernatural interpretation of the tongue that went forth. It's not something where someone... Well, sometimes I've heard there's ones that prophesy or and those kind of things. They're speaking in tongues, and the person knows the language because it's in Hebrew or it's in whatever language. I've heard many different testimonies. But basically, it, a, a pure tongue and interpretation are supernatural at the basis because it's a manifestation of the Spirit, right? 
And so it's not something that's supposed to be chaotic and crazy, not something for us to be fearful of, but something for us to manifest in the presence of the Spirit because when it does, it builds up and it brings life and it brings His abundance. And that's really what becomes important. So, it says that the Spirit's at work in everyone, distributing as He desires. And it's like this. John, I want you to get up and tell everyone that I love you. I'm God. You get up, you get up and tell them. Go ahead. It's the Spirit saying what He wants to say, communicate. So now if, if all John did for the rest of his life was jump up and say, I have a word from God, God loves you. Well, he'd be correct on that, but it wouldn't be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit because, well, the Holy Spirit has to come and say it and to desire to speak it. And that's really what happens. And I could come upon John and I could give him a tongue and he'd speak that out. And then I could come upon Marie and just say, here's what it is, say this. Boom, and she says it. And then you have a tongue, an interpretation. It's all coming from God. It's not something that we make up in our mind. It's not something that we, 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 we just do through our natural thinking. It's supernatural because the source is from God. And he gives as he wills. Now I want you to look at this because I think this is important. At the end of chapter 12, we hear this. Verse 31 it says, but earnestly desire the greater gifts. This is where somebody says, see, tongues are not important. We need the greater gifts. And it says here, and I'll show you a more excellent way, and then it goes into love. He says you have to have love because without love you're a gong, you're a clanging cymbal. You can offer yourself up. You can do everything in the world. Uh, but without love it means nothing. It's just emptiness. It's valueless because everything in the kingdom of God is sourced out of his love. Everything that's a manifestation in the presence of the Holy Spirit is based in love. And that's how we can discern some of this stuff because uh, if it's not in love, it's definitely not of God. And so it says this, earnestly desire the greater gifts. There's been a couple takes on this. Again, people putting you know, certain structures, this is the most important. And uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go into it too much. Well, I'm a nitpicker on some stuff, and that you guys don't need to hear it, uh, it which is really nice of me. <laughs> because it's in my bones to do this stuff and say, okay. I think the greatest gift is whatever's necessary and whatever the Lord puts out. And we, if we're going to do this, it's you know I think what He's trying to say: if we're going to do this, we need to do it in the Holy Spirit. We need to do it in a spirit of love, because that's what's going to bring fruit and that's what's going to bring things. So then, let's go over here to chapter fourteen, verse one, and here's the really big one where it says, 
it says, uh, where people say, oh, yep, see, the greater one is prophecy. It says, pursue love. He wants us to make love a pursuit, that that's the important thing for us. It says, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. Now, he said that twice now. Desire earnestly. So that's something he's telling us to ask for, to yearn for, to desire. It says desire earnestly. Earnestly is like not just, yeah, I kind of want a peanut butter sandwich. Right? It's like, I want it. God, give this. Use me. Move through me. I want to be your vessel. I want to, to share life with others, your life. And so I'm open. I earnestly desire for these gifts to flow through my life. But he says, especially that you may prophesy. And again, he goes between prophecy and just tongues on its own. Tongues on its own doesn't edify. It edifies the person speaking, but not the group. Remember, we're talking about in, in a service, a gathering together of the believers then there should be an interpretation. And he goes through all this, but some people say, okay, desire earnestly that you can prophesy. So that is the key gift. And don't take it that way. Remember the context. The context is so important. They're over-exalting tongues, and he's trying to bring them down to get it put in a right place. Tongues and interpretation equal to prophecy. So... There. So we're going to look at words of wisdom. We're going to look at the word of knowledge, and we're going to look at prophecy. And I'm going to do this semi-quickly because what we're going to actually do is we're going to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to manifest in our midst and give some of us words of wisdom, words of knowledge, or prophetic words for this gathering. And so we're going to do that. It's a scary thing, but we're doing it anyway. Because we want to move in God's spirit. We want to move in God's spirit. All right. So I know when I do this, I repeat myself multiple times, but it's for a point. It's not that I'm disorganized. Okay, It's because I want this to slam home. I want it in our hearts so we get this. So the first thing that we're talking about when we're talking about a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or prophecy, is that it's supernatural. In other words, it's apart from our natural being. It's not a part of our natural mind. It's not a part of our natural thinking. It's not something that we come up with. But it's from the Holy Spirit, which makes it supernatural. It's from the Holy Spirit, which means it's apart from our own thinking, is that just like I spoke to John and John relayed that message, John can't say, well, I I just have this knowledge and I just know this. No, I'm speaking to him, or the Holy Spirit's speaking to him, and then he's speaking to you, something that he might know biblically, but something that's being released right at this moment by the Spirit of God. And so it's supernatural. Understand, it's not your reasoning. You don't look at someone and come up with some concept from your own mind. It's something that the Spirit of God speaks. So a true gift is always supernatural. 
And a true gift is always a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's got to be Spirit-led, Spirit-directed, and then it's a true gift. It's a true gift of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. And so, you know, if you know something and give someone some advice, that can come out of your own mind. But if the Lord speaks it, then he's going to speak. He might speak the same exact thing you think because you're thinking godly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But there's a difference because now it's a manifestation of the Spirit. And so that really becomes important too. And here is something that is absolutely vital as believers. We need to test every word. Just because someone stands up and says, Thus saith the Lord, or comes and says and points to you, you know, yeah, this is what people are always afraid of. John, you're going to Africa. You're leaving tomorrow. Boom, you know. Oh, and then they go, I got to leave because God said so. No, you need to test that word. Is that from God? Is it? You know, it talks about false prophets. And then there are people, maybe they're mishearing. Do we, do we hear everything perfectly from God? And so we have to test that to make sure it's of God. And since God tells us to do it, we're not being rebellious. We're not being un, full of unbelief and doubt and all those kind of things. If we take what we hear and we say, Lord, is this from you? Now, if we're doing it for months, then we might be going a little too long on that. But, you know, to take a word and say, is this from God? Because I've, I've really heard of many lives that have been destroyed because they tried to follow a prophetic word and it wasn't truly from God and it brought about destruction rather than life. And that's why we have to know that it's the Spirit of the Lord and that He's the one who's doing it. All right, so what is a word of wisdom? I'm going to give you a super general, just super, super, super easy explanation of this. I think a word of wisdom is supernatural revelation of information of guidance according to God's will. In other words, a word of wisdom, God's going to speak into a situation from his Holy Spirit something that will give us insight in guidance that we need for certain situations in our life and those kind of things. He's going to speak words that will help us and enable us to, to do, you know, solve some problem or situation or something like that. So that's the, that part. So then a word of knowledge then is a supernatural revelation of information that's received through the Holy Spirit. It's knowledge apart from your natural analysis or human means. So God, I think the whole purpose behind a word of knowledge is God wants you to know that he knows what you're, what, what you're going through, what, what your situation is, so that you know that when the word is spoken that it comes from him. Now, there's different ways words of knowledge can really come about, and I like this one. I was listening to one speaker, and uh, for some reason I can't remember the the name of the speaker. Uh, I know it, but uh, he said, Yeah, I was uh, asked to teach kids, you know, to, to take this whole room of, like, middle school kids and tell them about prophecy and so he went in and he was just going to go and he was going to do some teaching and he went up there and he was just going to teach 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 and then and then he said this other guy was with him and 
he he just went like this. You know, he's trying to do all this teaching and things. He wasn't feeling comfortable, and he was wondering what's going to happen with all these kids, and he's trying to teach them because he wasn't used to kids. So this other guy gets up, and he was a prophetic guy, and he went, he went to this young girl that was, that was sitting there, and he said, God sees you when you're sitting on your bed, and you're weeping. And you're saying these words, and he went and he he quoted the words that she was saying or thinking in her heart and mind when she was going through this, and that just encouraged her, and that just lifted her up because she was thinking, no, God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about my situation, God's not doing whatever, and God comes and through a simple word, something that the speaker doesn't know, have any knowledge of or could have knowledge of, speaks that to this little girl, and her heart is strengthened and healed and helped by that. That's a word of knowledge. Another word of knowledge that we've been studying on Wednesday nights that has to do with, for example, for healing, when all of a the sudden uh, there's, a, there's a word of knowledge that says someone, someone here has... Um, problem with their elbow it's their right elbow and it's right on the end it's right on the end and every time you put your elbow down it's painful and it hurts and then someone goes hey that sounds like my elbow and that what God's trying to do is to say listen I know your problem and I'm I'm going to fix it he gives a word of knowledge so that he can bring healing. He brings a word of knowledge so that we can respond in faith to that word of knowledge and say, that's for me. I respond to that. And so that's another aspect or another possibility of a word of knowledge. And, you know, we could go through a bunch of them. There's lots of examples of that. But then prophecy, then, is the ability... It's a supernatural revelation of the mind, will, or the knowledge of God. And whereas, like a word of knowledge talks about something in your life that maybe no one else knows, and God's just using that to encourage you that he knows your situation, this one is, I think, where God is speaking forth to encourage and strengthen us to walk the walk that we're that we're. we're we're in to to continue on you know have you ever do you remember this passage that people use all the time god says i know the thoughts that i have for you right thoughts to prosper you and all these you remember that passage of scripture well you have to remember where that passage of scripture is it's in it's in a prophetic flow that's talking about because of the sinfulness of the nation of israel I'm going to come and you're going to be conquered because you've sinned against me, you've rebelled against me. I'm going to conquer you and I'm going to take you to the land of Babylon. He even tells them what he's going to do. And you're going to be there 70 years. Well, he does it through different prophets. But he says, 
He says, you're going to be there 70 years. And then he says, but don't worry. I know the plans that I have for you. I know the plans. I know they're for your welfare. They're for your good. Pulling you out of where you've been and putting you in this other place is a good thing because ultimately what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you back. And when I bring you back, he says, when you seek me with all your heart, then you're going to find me. And he's doing it for a purpose. He says, this is not the end. This is not the, the, the end of where you're at. And so it's important that prophetic words will speak forth life and gives, give us strength. Now, Suzette downstairs, Pastor Suzette, I just love it. She's been teaching her kids. And one of the things she's been teaching them is how to prophesy. And so for the kids, they have this thing where they do the ABCDs, Right? of prophecy and it's easy to remember the a b c d's always build up cheer up or draw near those words are to build up cheer up or draw us closer to god that when we speak prophetically it's not like the prophets of old who stick out their finger thus saith the lord and blah, you know, and I'm going to get you and kill you. Uh, that's not what we're talking about in New Testament prophecy, but it's releasing something that's going to build up a person, something that's going to cause them to have cheer, you know, in their heart, something that's going to cause them to believe God, something that's going to cause them to draw closer to God. And that's what those words are. All right. So. Here's another quick little thing. <laughs> There's seven different ways that you can kind of receive a word of knowledge. I'm, I'm ripping this off from Randy Clark, and, and it's okay to do because I'm telling you. I'm not saying, look how smart I am. I made all this up myself. You don't need to. See, that's the great thing about being a teacher. You can swipe stuff from other people as long as you give them credit. And then it's not really swiping, is it? It's just that you're you're showing their stuff. And so he says, well, here's, here's a word that like, and he's saying this in the context of healing. But it can work in other ways, too, because we're talking about, he's talking about mainly physical healing. We can feel it. You know, he was saying this, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm standing here and, oh, jeepers, man, my, ow, my right hip starts hurting. So then I can say, you know, that I don't have problems with my hip. Is there someone here that has a right hip and, and the Lord's saying he wants to heal this? And that's one way he can give us uh, knowledge is that a pain comes and hits our body that's not normal and then we can release it. And then people can respond. He's just trying to show. That's one way. Another way is for us to see it. And sometimes the, what's so interesting about this is that people have seen this, where all of a sudden they'll just see a word over a person. They'll look at the person, they'll see, like see a word, you know, like high blood pressure or stress or whatever, you know, it might be. They'll just see it, and they'll know and just speak it because obviously if you see writing it's pretty clear that that's probably what's going on and then you can well all right i must have messed up read it you see the words and you read it so see it sometimes you can just actually see it and understand it 
that it's happening. I, I can't tell you how that happens. Uh, it happens to me. I just see things and I know things instantly. It's just that you know it because the Lord's shown it to you. And then there's we can think it. All of a sudden we can be just standing here and the Lord will drop something into our mind. And we have to discern whether that's us, the enemy, or or is it God? And then once we get used to doing this, then we release things. How about this one? We just say it. And the idea he has behind that is he's standing up and let's say he's praying for someone and he begins to pray. And this happens to me all the time. I begin to pray and all of a sudden words will just come out. Prophetic things that I never even thought about speaking over a person or praying over a person at all. That comes often. And it just flows out. Nothing that I thought. It just, that's when he says it just kind of pops out. And so we can say it. Or we can dream it. We can have a dream and that dream releases something. Or we can experience it. And by that, he's talking about like a vision. All of a sudden, you just know, you see something in, in your mind's eye, but you're awake. You're not dreaming, but you can actually see something. And that's just some of the ways that God speaks to us and helps us. So... So here's two things I just want to say. We're going to we're going to ask we're going to invite the Lord. We're just going to be have fun and do this. We're going to invite the Lord and see what he's going to do because he wants to speak to his people. He wants to bless us. He wants to encourage us. But he also wants us to learn the ways of the Lord and the things of God and to be able to step into them and be comfortable. And if we can't be comfortable in our nice little gathering that we have here, how can we be comfortable anywhere else? And, uh, you know, I always tell that even to the kids, um, you know, uh, I just love it. Our, my grandkids are, we're kind of stretching them a little bit, but they love it. They love this. So <clears throat> we had all of our kids come up after they learned to prophesy, and we had them all sit on the front up here. And then we had individuals who wanted to come to receive a word. They'd just come up and stand there. And then I, I told the kids, you know, I said, if you don't have anything, don't worry about it. Just relax. Just be calm. Don't try to make anything up. But if the Lord shows you something, then you just say it. And they raise their hand, and then they'd tell the person what they saw. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And so we just had... Uh, uh, three baptisms last Sunday, and uh, the Mitchell kids got baptized, and so we just said, "Man, I said, all right, kids, come on." <laughs> I said, "We're gonna get, we're gonna give them words. You just, you just tell them what the Lord says." And I said, "Just, you know, just relax." And they gave these wonderful words, and you should just see their faces light up when they began to speak those words because they were speaking into who they were in God and their destiny in God. And for us to be able to do that without being fearful and without thinking we have to come up with something because it's so simple. If we have nothing, we just remain silent. If we have something, we speak it forth. But here's, the, here's two things, and then we're going to see what the Lord will do. This is very important. Don't say more than the Lord gives you. A lot of times what we try to do is... is well, this is only like two sentences. This isn't very important. This isn't very much. 
And so then we try to expand what he's given us rather than just saying what he says. What God says is way better than anything we can add to it. Do you know what I'm saying? And so for us to just say, this is what I believe the Lord's saying, and to say that and then to be done with it because instantly something can take place. Here's the other thing. Don't try to interpret it. I've heard this so many times with the ones that are these incredible prophetic people that God's using mightily and they're teaching and the prophetic and all of this stuff and they're, they're prophets of God. You know, when we do this kind of, of prophecy, it's the Spirit of God just moving upon us. We're not in the office of a prophet. We're not speaking in that level. That's a different level. It's a different thing that God's doing. But don't try to interpret it because... If you speak forth something that God's speaking, the person that, that it's speaking to, they're going to understand. And so, so like, here, here was this, this word of knowledge, and uh, he was talking about this, uh, Randy Clark, and he said he, he gave this, this word, and all he saw in his mind was a green hose. And so... He got up, and instead of saying, I see a green hose, and someone was hurt because of, of tripping over this green hose, he got up and said, uh, some, some, I see a garden hose. It wasn't a garden hose. It was just a green hose. A garden hose and all this stuff, and he was talking about and trying to add to it instead of just saying, and he's teaching us because he's saying, I messed up when I did this because I tried to interpret it. And so they're just sitting there and nobody answers. And he goes, man, he says, I just don't understand this. And this guy comes up later and it ends up, he, he did trip over a green hose. And he did hurt himself and, and harm himself. But he, he just rejected the word for himself because it wasn't a garden hose. It was a big hose on where he was at work. And it wasn't a garden hose, but it was green. It was painted green. And he f- tripped over that and hurt himself. But then says, nah, uh, not a garden hose, so it's not me. So we can't try to interpret things. Just say what you see, say what you hear, and don't try to add. It's just, it's, it's really easy, but it's, it's, when we get up here, we want to say more. I know it because I've, I've done that, and I go, oop, there's, I can tell, just like this. I start talking, and I'm saying the same words, and I'm sounding the same, but all of a sudden, boop, I can just feel it, gone then I need to shut up. But sometimes I don't. <laughs> Why do we do that? Because we want to make sure it's understood. We want to make sure of this. And we, God's big enough to take care of business. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're just going to ask the Lord. And like I say, don't work anything up. Don't get in a sweat. Don't try to do anything. We're just going to ask the Lord to give us words that will speak to the hearts of people in this gathering, whether it's a word of knowledge, whether it's a word of wisdom, whether it's a prophetic word. And you kind of see the difference. They're, they're all spoken. They're all verbal. So, um, And then what we're going to do is just take a few minutes to do that, and then we're just, we'll go home. <laughs> How's that sound? Yippee! All right, Lord, we just invite your Holy Spirit 
to manifest. We know we can't make you, but we invite you. And we say, come Holy Spirit. And just teach us to be bold to speak your words that you're putting in our hearts for others so that they can be blessed and that we can be blessed. But more than that, even, that you would be glorified and that you would be honored. So, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness, and I thank you for this gathering of believers that are here today and that you would move upon us to speak forth any word that you have in Jesus' name. Now, some of you might have a word for a specific person. Some of you might just have a word, then just speak that word and let it be a general thing. Don't worry about it. If he doesn't show you, don't. Again, we're not trying to make things up. And then just come on up and we'll do it. And then if you get anything at any time, just come up and get in line, if there is a line. I have no idea. (laughs) Haven't done it. But I know that there are people who have stuff. So if you get something, get up right away so then we don't have to wait for you to walk up front, okay? All right. I don't have this for a specific person or persons, but the word that I saw and came to me was hope in our situation. Someone is just feeling in that situation where they're at right now that they have no direction. There's no way to get out of what their situation is. But the Lord's saying there is hope, hope in me. Very good. So if that does anything, grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Come on, keep coming. Just come on up and we'll get in line. Okay, bud? Thanks, Stuart. All right, Fredsky. I don't know. I just got one word that just flashed in, and it was lightning, and I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but right. it might speak to someone. So, Very good. That's all we're asking. All right, buddy. <laughs> I think the Lord was giving me these two words, dusty things. I'm not sure what, I'll okay. just go with that. There you go. All right. All right, if the Lord's speaking to you, you got dusty things, he'll show you what it means. I got lots of ideas, but I'm not going to share them. <laughs> All right, anyone else? Well, you can if you'd like to. But then you have to speak loud so everyone can hear. It's that's fine. Cloud of comfort. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. I guess I can repeat them. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. All right.
Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship. worship you Lord thank you for your faithfulness Grateful or gratefulness? Good one. Peace in Jesus. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. A new beginning. Thank you, Lord. All right, I'll give one here. I am the Lord, your God. And I created you. I formed you and fashioned you. And I do not make mistakes. Receive from me all that I've given for you I've made you I've fashioned you and I've formed you to be the specific unique person that you are don't look to the left or the right compare yourself with others because then Because then you'll forsake the very things that I've placed within you. See the uniqueness of who I've created you to be. Know that I do not make mistakes. 
Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Tea time. <laughs> You got something? Two words? Uh huh. Cold and Cadillac. Yeah, who knows? Well, that's what the Lord knows. That's why it, sometimes it seems funny, doesn't it? So. Well, you remember how that works. I mean, I, I know you know this testimony, but I always think of this one where Suzette was just praying. Remember how I said sometimes they just come out as you're praying? She was ministering to a lady, and she has no idea why she was going to pray this, but she prayed, the Lord will not leave you out in the cold. And the lady just broke down, bawling her head off, just crying. And come to find out when she's about five years old that her mom was an alcoholic, and was drunk laying on the floor, and she got outside, and the door locked, and she couldn't get back in. She didn't have her shoes on. She didn't have her coat on. She's banging on the door, crying and screaming, trying to get let in. Well, when Suzette spoke those words from the Holy Spirit, it just broke something and healed something in her heart because she she knew God, knew what was happening, and that God was the one who would heal her heart. So sometimes, you know, God won't leave you out in the cold. Like, it seems like that's stupid. But boy, not to her. Not to her. And that's why we never know the power of the words that we speak and the life that can pour forth. But it's important that we speak forth what God's speaking and see people's hearts touched. So God knows. God knows. Well, Lord, we thank you just for this time. We thank you even for the words that you would speak to us and through us. And I just pray for the blessing of your Holy Spirit to be upon us. Lord, that our ears would be open to hear. Our eyes would be open to see those who are around us. And, Lord, that our hearts would be open to say, Lord, if there's something you want to say, I'll be willing to say it. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, wahoo!